Welcome to Take It to the Hub, Davis Senior High's radio show. I'm Megan Bobrowski, and today you'll hear an interview with one of our senior cheerleaders along with the sports podcast. Callista Holder has been on the cheer team for four years. Listen to her story. Senior Kalista Holder has been on the Davis High cheer team for all four years of high school. Holder was a gymnast for 10 years before, and then decided she wanted to do something new where she could still use her tumbling skills. In terms of stunting, I'm a base, so I'm one of the people on the bottom, and I also tumble for all of our competitions. Cheerleading has been a big part of Holder's high school experience, and to her, the best part of cheer is all the close friends she's made. Um, I think my favorite part is getting so close to everyone on the team. The team gets so close because cheerleading is year-round. It starts off with football season, and then basketball season and competition season overlap. Now with her last high school football season all wrapped up, Holder is looking forward to the upcoming basketball season. Um, I think there's aspects of each season that I like the most. I think football is really fun because I like the sport, but basketball you feel really involved. Um, I think because you're so involved in basketball season, that's probably my favorite time of the year. When she's not busy at cheer, Holder likes to have fun and relax, but also has to stay focused on her academics, especially with college app deadlines coming up. Um, I really like to hang out with my friends and cook. Um, recently this past week, though, I've been focusing a lot of times on finishing my college apps and studying for the SAT. Holder hasn't figured out where she wants to go to college yet, but is excited about what the future may hold for her. I'm not really sure where I want to go. I just want to see what I get into and decide from there. For KDRT's Dirt on Davis, this has been Kate Lee. Stay tuned for the sports podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Take It to the Hub, Davis Senior High School's number one sports podcast. One and only. This is Owen Yanker and I'm joined as always by Will Bodendorfer and Dylan Lee. How you doing? You you ready for this, uh, Owen? Episode 7? You didn't think we'd make it this far? I didn't think we'd make it here, here, but I am always down for another episode of Take It to the Hub. Take it to the Hub is always more than you bargain for. (laughs) (laughs) So our first thing that we are going to talk about in episode seven today is the BC or is the BCS no, is no we'll, longer. No, we're we're gonna do that last. We're gonna do we that got a little special yeah, announcement you gotta, you gotta at the save end. The best for last. We got a special we announcement got, at the end. Big news you're definitely gonna want to wait for. But we'll just go straight into the uh, MLB off season. All right, baseball. Owen has some talking points there. So something that happened locally recently was Jeff Samarja, mm. who was who was uh, a former member of the Chicago White Sox, then turned an Oakland A, and then finished the season last year as a member of the Chicago Cubs, right. is that where he That's was? Right. Is now a member of the San Francisco Giants. Dylan, you are a big Giants fan. Tell me about the shark. That is fact. Uh, so I gotta say, I really like this move by the Giants. Uh, Smarge is a relatively young pitcher. He looks very good so far in what he's been doing um, up till now in his career. <coughs> um, he's he's really been on an upswing too. He's been getting um, much better in recent years. Um, it's hard to be really happy with the Giants with the moves that they made, especially with the pitching staff over the last couple of years. Um, starting with, you know, the Barry Zito fiasco, uh, then you've got, uh, the signing of Mike Leake last season, or the trade for Mike Leake last season, which was suspect at best. Um, in the long term, really not a good move for the team. 
Um, you've got, you know, Lincecum turning turning into a very poor pitcher. You got Vogelsong leaving, not very good. Um, a lot of things are coming together at the same time to make this year look like a pretty weak year for the Giants uh, again. I might add, but the signing of Samarja really uh, helps boost this uh, pitching staff. Really makes him look a lot stronger than I had I had projected. He's no Grinky, which is what we we're hoping for. Um, and I'm a little bit disappointed with how that turned out. We'll get to that. I do. I would like to add really quick. Uh, you had said <coughs> White Sox, Oakland Cubs. Actually, the other way around. He started his career at the Cubs. My bad. Went so you know you met you get one mess up and that's it. If you another one, you're off the show. Uh, I would like to add Jeff Samarja, <laughs> played wide receiver at Notre Dame. I'm not he's sure. He's really tall. He's right? a tall. He's, he's an athlete, though. Natural athlete. I would. He's probably the number one option on that team. I believe Brady Quinn was the quarterback back in the glory days for Notre Dame. Brady um, Quinn. Wow. Back in the day. But uh, guy's a natural athlete. Great flow. He does have. He's um, got. I would give his flow a solid rating. Of eight yeah, out exactly. Of 10 I think this rotation than... slowly kind of building up, uh, depending on what else they do in the off season, could definitely. I don't know. Look. Look like a one of the top rotations in the NL. So the Giants are no, in. You disagree? Gi- Giants are in the NL West, and Dylan did bring up Zach Greinke. Oh. He went from where was he before? The Los Zach Angeles. Got, there you go. He's breaking my heart. He's, he stayed in the West and signed a giant contract with the Diamondbacks this week. Thirty something a year, right? Thirty million something. Dylan, I mean, it's a. Uh, I think it's close to thirty-four. If wow. I remember correctly. So uh, Zach Greinke has been an an amazing pitcher for the Dodgers the past couple of years, and. This was our chance to steal him away, finally take a win. I mean, I know we've been taking a lot of wins over the Dodgers recently, but as far as free agency, they've been attracting a lot of big names over there, and the Giants have not been. So this was our opportunity to steal away uh, probably the best, if not one of the best, pitchers in baseball, and we let him slip through our fingers. Although I have to say I am actually decently happy with the signing of Samarja over uh, – Grinky because Grinky was size. yeah yeah Grinky was uh, stupid expensive. Um, Would you say that deal's worth it? The thirty four a year. I mean that to I, me that seems. I think it's worth it for a team like the Diamondbacks who've got um, a extraordinarily weak rotation behind Grinky and have got some good hitters that have the potential to turn that team into a really good playoff contender if they got a couple pitchers. Um, they could get a hold of you know maybe one or two top of the rotation starters. They could look like one of the better teams in the National League right now. I think for the Giants, it wouldn't have been a great move as they've already got, you know, Bumgarner. Um, they've got some young guys coming up through the farm system, although they've depleted American most of the trades. American dream, though. Granky and Bumgarner would have been... Oh, that would have been un- amazing. Unstoppable. Yeah, absolutely. So, but uh, also... I, I think i got to agree. I think just money-wise, I don't... I I've, Personally, I'm against putting that much money into anybody because, you know, injuries happen. Grinky had Grinky had I think the lowest ERA since. Okay, no, no doubt, no like doubt he's one of the best. Hundreds players. of years. So Look I want to I want to bring up I want to bring up a question. I want to bring up a question here about yeah. money. All these in the past uh, three or four seasons in baseball, there's been these giant, just massive yeah, mega contracts. Yeah, too. these mega contracts. Is that a Barry Zito pun? A, gi- <laughs> a giant. <laughs> but um, what do you guys think about these big payouts that these players are getting? I mean, I kind of I think in. Professional sports here, obviously, uh, training, uh, you know, the training of athletes is much more extreme than it was back in the day. So I think guys are overall healthier. They eat better than they used to. Um, But stuff happens. You know, there's freak injuries all the time. And uh, I think some guys just kind of lose their stuff eventually. 
Um, and what I, I don't think it's as big of an issue uh, in some sources than it is in others, but you know, this deal of guys playing well in contract years because they know they're going to get that payout. Right. And once they get that money, they can kind of coast. And that's kind of a player-by-player player basis. Some guys have that personality. Some guys are just natural competitors and you know, are going to compete their hardest all the time. But I think uh, in a case like this, where you have Samarja for a cheaper contract versus Granky, I have no problem going with Samarja just because a lot of money to me is too risky. You know, guys get injured. Um, I have to agree with you to a certain extent as a Giants fan, seeing as uh, basically our bread and butter has come over the past couple of years, uh, stealing players at low contracts that yeah. are, most people think are washed up or you know just not not much potential. We take them and uh, basically turn turn it into a contender with those pieces. That being said, the Giants have signed one mega contract in the form in the mold of you know Kershaw, Pujols, Prince Fielder, that kind of thing over the past. However many years, and that would be Barry Zito, which turned out, everybody knows how that turned out, astonishingly Absolutely. poorly. Horribly. Um, so, I got I to be against that type of deal um, right now as a Giants fan, but I do think Clay, uh, that Grinky will be worth that money. Right, so the Dodgers did lose Grinky, but they added some firepower in the bullpen with um, a trade with the Reds to acquire Araldis Chapman. Now, there, there is some issue to this. There was a police report, um, and according to Yahoo Sports, the police report said that Chapman fired eight gunshots and supposedly choked his girlfriend in a domestic incident. So this brings up another topic. Major league, um, or, you know, just professional sports, sports players involved in, in you know, these things. Yeah. Well, first off, I'd like to bring up the fact that um, Aroidus, as I call him, has been clearly on performance-enhancing drugs for the better part of his Major League Baseball career. Um, I think that's pretty much beyond debate at this point. Um, he's he's a questionable character at best in all areas of life. Um, so this comes as no huge surprise to me, uh, given given what I've seen from him in the past. But again, a touchy you know, subject. Don't I shoot think, people. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that was the dark side. We'll move on now uh, to our next subject. Uh, some of you may not, you know, be totally interested in this, but the MLS championship just concluded. The Portland Timbers won two to one over this Columbus Crew. This may Obviously, be the first of you hearing this, and yeah. So I think we can actually warrant calling this breaking news. Right, I guess we call it's breaking, breaking news. To so many people in America. Um, two to one. Um, I don't know if anybody watched the game, but the it was kind of odd. The the game started. I think it was in, within the first minute. A there's an error on the Columbus Crew side where they just kicked it back to the goalie. And he kind of, you know, stayed with the ball a little bit too long. And then when he tried to clear it, it deflected off of a Timbers guy, went into the to the goal, and, you know, they, the Timbers end up winning by a goal. So that's basically the, you know, game-winning goal you can call it there. Uh, and just, you know, not a great look for MLS soccer to have that win the championship. Um, obviously, at the start of the game, so technically it wasn't a game-winning goal, but they win by a goal. That was an easy goal they got, so. Did you happen to watch that game live? Uh, yes. I'm just curious. Do more people watch... The MLS Championship or the Puppy Bowl during mm. the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I bet you that would be Owens. pretty similar numbers there. I think the MLS is it's it's on to some. It's getting somewhere. They got some big name players, obviously washed up guys, but uh, it's it's at least making an effort um, towards trying to be more exciting and more interesting. And I think what you'll end up seeing is you know to try and appeal to more people, it might just turn into like an all out scoringly you know a lot of offense mostly offensive players that are very skilled, and then the defenses are just not that good, and, you know, that's what attracts viewers in the U.S. at least. 
is a lot of goals. So, I don't know. We'll see. Just an interesting take. All right. So, now we're going to talk about some Davis High sports. Mm. Um, the basketball mm. seasons have now officially started. I don't yeah. know. if you, Do you want to talk a little bit about the... The men's team, you guys have yeah. A we'll we'll go with the women's team first. Though, so okay, that's, that's Owens. I gotta bring uh, to attention field of first and foremost the absolute vacuum left by Dunkatron. Mm. That post presence, that, that blocking, that dunking ability. She takes flight all over the all over the court. Um, it is sorely missed right now. I think I think it's fair to say. And yeah. And they're looking for a new player, a young player to step up in the absence of the great Dunkatron. Well, we'll we'll talk about that. But they did. They had at the uh, Spec tournament this weekend in Davis, uh, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Owen attended all three games. So he'll be give us be able to give us a recap here. Right. They won the first game against Ukiah on Thursday, 47 to 40. Right. That was a closer game. Then we lost to Salesian, who's one of the top ranked teams in the state from Richmond. And Salesian actually went on to win the tournament. Went on to win the So we lost to them 73 to 35, and then. Final day, Saturday, we lost to West Campus, uh, 48-28. to 28. So, obviously, 1-2, and two, it's not, you know, from an outsider's perspective, it doesn't look that very good. No. But I think if you actually, like, kind of delve deeper into this, this right. I mean, Salesian, for example, uh, these are very good teams. The quality, yeah, the quality of programs that are playing in the SPEC tournament every year, yeah. you know, are, they're some of the best in California. We had the returning state champs, the McClatchy Lions, playing in there, and they actually didn't even win the tournament. Yeah. Salesian, who beat Davis in their second game, went on to win the tournament. And I think despite the, you know, the big losses, there was a, you know, a 30-plus point loss to Salesian and a 20-point loss to West Campus. The girls are a lot better than their record shows at this yeah. point. And I mean, yes, it is early in the season, but they, uh, I think they still have the potential to win the, to league, win yeah, the yeah. league easily and make another playoff push this year. Yeah, um, I think... Obviously, just look at that score to Salesian, 73-35. You're you know, wondering what, what's wrong with this right. team. Right. I mean, they had a, the Salesian team has a 6'5 freshman who uh, just, you know, for being a 6'5", being, being a freshman, having that skill right. of basketball is insane. And then they have a, a point guard that's going to USC. So, very skilled team. But, yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, this team, Owen, or Dylan kind of alluded to it earlier, but they, I think somebody needs to, you know, step up as a go-to scorer. Uh, with the absence of Dunkatron. Right, so for, as you were saying, with that gap... For those of you who don't know, Dunkatron right. is, was the uh, senior Emma, Emma Stenz. Emma Stenz, yeah. Who has now graduated. Right. Uh, but definitely the, a go-to scorer for this team, and you know, great rebounder as well. But no one's really exactly you know, been able to fill that hole yet, but it could happen. Right, so it's a big issue, like you said, that void Dunkatron, you know, the rebounds. The rebounds yeah, were yeah. not coming in... Uh, more so in the the second two games, the second two games, which were both losses, you know, I, there were you know I would see the the team you know watching the ball come down. There just wasn't a lot of mm-hmm. like hustle to the ball. Well, another thing, I think this team is a little bit shorter just in general. I mean, look at Caleb Mazzolini and Emma Stentz. Both right. of them were uh, hovering around probably over six feet. I would say both of them, and that's on the same court at the same time. Right. This year, you know, if we have one person over six feet, uh, Annika Kingsley's probably I would think the only one on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's you know going to be on the court not the whole game so there's times where you have nobody over six feet when you're trying to you know box at somebody at six five it's gonna be tough to get boards right so the two players that i've seen this season that need to step up right are kingsley and langtat Alyssa langtat was was on the varsity team uh-huh. last year she i think has the potential to become dunkatron 2.0 if she wants if she puts her mind to it but i haven't yeah. seen it yet in these first three games it could happen but We'll as, as I said, the girls, they, they find themselves staring a lot, and I think that they just need to, you know, get down, get dirty, get to the ball. There you go. 
So right. that's what's up with the DHS women's basketball team. Um, they've got a game tonight, actually, in a few hours against River City and West Sacramento. They're uh, they're usually a pretty good team, so that should yeah, be that, an, that should be an interesting matchup. Okay, now we'll move on to our third and final topic: the BCS playoff, which was announced this right. weekend. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, number one Clemson. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Michigan State. Michigan, Michigan State, excuse me. And number four, Oklahoma. So you've got a matchup between Clemson and Oklahoma and a matchup between Alabama and Michigan State uh, in the semifinals. And then we'll see the winners of those games will play each other in the final. Uh, just quick, we haven't exactly been 100% on point with our predictions this year in college football, but uh, Dylan, just give me your thoughts. Who well, is going to win? What do you expect to see? You know, I mean, again, I gotta say I feel pretty good, uh, being a pretty reputable source here, having picked Iowa as a dark horse contender. Uh, they almost made it. I, they, that over game a month Michigan, ago, yeah, yeah, when they were hovering around like 18th or 19th. Yeah, ranked. you did pick them. That, that, that was that was an awesome. They made there. quite a run, shooting for the top, but fell just short. That, and yeah, so therefore like I think game to Michigan State. I think I think Michigan State has what it takes to uh, win these next Alabama? two games. Yeah, I I really do. Yeah, um, I think a uh, really interesting matchup we'll be seeing is in that Alabama-Michigan State game is Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. the stellar running back, possibly a Heisman, uh, definitely a Heisman candidate, might be the favorite at this point, against that Michigan State front seven, and just kind of that Big Ten football mentality of, you know, grind it out, rough nose, you know, uh, football that's going to be, I mean, so, not that Alabama hasn't played teams like that in the SEC, SEC, but it is a different brand of football, and so I think that right there is going to be the tale of, you know, who ends up winning that game. If Michigan State can shut down Henry, that Alabama offense isn't is potent, I would say, especially with um, Coker at quarterback. He's you know been able to hold his own back there, but I don't think he's going to win them any games necessarily, especially against a team like Michigan State. And then the other side of it, Clemson, Oklahoma. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson, another Heisman candidate, probably number two behind Henry. Uh, I expect him to take over that game. I've liked what I've seen from Oklahoma this year, but um, I think the Big Twelve is just a slight step below between the other conferences. Uh, All right, another. There's a big bowl game also. Iowa, Dylan's team, is taking on Stanford in the Rose Bowl. Ooh, yeah. We've got another, my Heisman prediction, Christian McCaffrey. Okay, yeah, that's another one. I, I was able to watch him in the Oregon-Stanford game. Oregon did win that game, but kid no, can, he is, kid can run real the ball. Player. Real, yeah, definitely the real deal. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, we have, you know, kind of touch on it here, but the this BCS playoff format, I think a lot of people kind of overlook the bowl games. There's a lot of really good bowl games after this. You mentioned Stanford, um, Iowa in the Rose Bowl. You also have Notre Dame, Ohio State, mm-hmm. two you know perennial powers. Uh, so we'll see who wins that game. And then something I want to talk about though: Florida State versus Houston in the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. First of all, Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. I don't. What is that? Is it a Chick Fil A Peach? I don't know. Not a huge fan of that name. They're just going for as many endorsements. Endorsements. As they can, they can. Peaches. I don't know. If Chick Fil A had a peach, I would be happy to eat it. Yeah. It's in okay, other news, we've form. now become the Chick Fil A Peach Take It to the Hub. There you uh, go. Yeah, we're open for that. Show. That's correct. Um, but I think there's, I you know, I'm all for these smaller you know non-power conference teams getting in getting in the discussion. Um, but I don't think there's any way Houston stands a chance against Florida State. I think that game will be over by halftime. Um, the Florida State team just is. Not that they've been either exceptionally well. They're obviously not in the top four this year, but they've been very good. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll just run all over Houston. I think Houston, you know, it's a you know nice little 
you know, great offense they've got, but I don't think their defense stands a chance. So I want to just go over one more time your guys' picks for Clemson, Oklahoma, and Alabama, Michigan State. So I'm going to take Michigan State, and I think that front seven will stop Henry, and then I'm going to take Clemson. Okay. Dylan? I've got Michigan State and Clemson as well. Okay. Go, what about you, Owen? I am not, it's going to be a full house right here. I know there's only three, really? but yeah. I'm, I'm saying it's a full Michigan, house. We, yeah. all, we all have the same thing here. Um, all right, so before we leave, we did have one special announcement we wanted to make. Yeah. I don't know um, if you want to take this over, Dylan. This is pretty this At is risk pretty of big sounding deal. like a proud parent here, our very own DHS punter has recently been offered a full-ride Division One scholarship to Sac State football. Well, I'm actually I, I'm, I'm going to deny that claim right now. I can't enclose any information about... Um, monetary values yeah. or anything but he's I, getting talked I, I will say there are talks going on um under the table right now and there we go something may be imminent within the next so few for weeks. all of you those fans you know burning your dhs punter jerseys throwing them out after this year get them back because we might see more next year That's we might true. see anyone who felt betrayed by the recent mm-hmm. change in instagram name to o yanker i certainly do it's been very confusing for me tagging him in assorted we might see dhs punter make a comeback you, you could and potentially see a uh a different set of three three letters in front of punter yeah on my on my handle well, so well wouldn't it be it's sack university california sack state so they we're workshopping names it would it's be in an four. early stage but anyway it could be a different great handle. news for taking to the hub i'm sure they'll let you have like our name somewhere on new jersey oh obviously uh we'll sponsor the team absolutely but uh from there I'm, the nfl is not too far of a jump um cfl if you need it cfl uh, but yeah we're gonna see dhs punter uh probably in professional football i would I, that's my guess it's looking more likely than not at this point yeah. honestly I don't see really a way around it. So congratulations. I mean, all the hard work's paid off. Um, yeah. And, you know, maybe Sac State, with this new punting game, gets into the Final Four next year. I don't know. I, I see know. it. I <laughs> see it. They've got a lot of really strong prospects on that team. Uh, anything. Just punter. Anything uh, is possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> all right. Well, I'd like to thank all our listeners for uh, tuning in for episode number seven. We'll uh, see you. And, feel again, feel free to email us. That's right. If you have we've any been questions. we plugging it every time. Take it to the hub. DHS at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. All right. Good night. Take it to the hood. Take it to the hood.